0: understand what are your educational patterns if you want what are what's the best way by which you learn are you a visual person are you a person who likes to do things at their things at their own pace without having to be in the classroom as a, at a particular hour without having someone fill your days with hours and hours of content you want to do it by yourself after hours after you work are you working are you not working do you have so just map out your a learner persona. This is your first UX exercise if you want. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of the Honest UX Talks podcast. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. <laughs> I'm here with Anfisa, uh, as usual, and we're planning to tackle another very interesting topic today, probably one of the juiciest topics in the, in the industry. Uh, not just for beginners that are trying to break into the UX design world, but also for senior designers and experienced designers who want to consider education and so on. So, yeah, the topic is UX design education and we're planning to address the most common questions that we get and that usually come up around this topic, but not before we discuss how our week went. So, Anfisa, (laughs) hi. How was your week?
1: (laughs) Hello, Ioana, and hello, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in for another episode. Uh, First of all, I agree with you that this is probably going to be the juiciest topic. Um, At least, I'm pretty sure it's going to be the most viewed or listened one, just because we can, you know, judge based on how many times per day we got this DM question. But talking about the week, this month, actually, I took a time off from my social media, uh, so... On Instagram, I pretty much don't post anything and that makes me a little bit less busy and more focused on my side projects. This whole month, I'm actually working on my new uh, branding identity and I found, as I've mentioned already in one of the previous podcasts, um, that I found a social media manager. So to get with the this, with this girl, we are uh, sort of building the whole strategy and it's, well, it sounds easy, but it appeared to be such a str- like such a big deal. To build a social media strategy and to also explain how to post what is the hashtag strategy and how to you know what's the storytelling techniques and what is the engagement principles and stuff like this so all of this taking so much time of me right now and um this is basically what i'm doing in my free time pretty much all the time and uh, yeah and we have come up with the branding identity so i'm really excited to start finally building uh, a new visual look for that and also at work in January we usually would have a year performance review so I just had my very first year performance review which went pretty good so I'm really excited about it I wonder how about you How is how's is your life now
0: probably some of our listeners already know I have a newborn baby she's not uh, three months yet she's gonna be three months soon so this is pretty much what I've been doing <laughs> for the past three months, raising a baby and enjoying every moment with her as much as I can. But I admit that I can't stay too away, too much away from UX design and the UX world. So I've been um, starting to re-plug uh, into my uh, UX plans for the past couple of weeks after holidays passed besides creating content which I kind of paused for a while after uh, my baby was born I did mention the fact that I'm working on a a mentorship program which is uh, more than a UX course and uh, more than a boot camp I hope because it will offer this side-by-side presence of a mentor that will help people actually feel guided when breaking into the industry and i would say we start by answering the question do you need design education is it necessary to have a design background or design education in order to break into the design industry and i'm curious to hear your thoughts first
1: Of course. Um, So I would say I would start by trying to define what is actual, what actually is education. Because as for me, education is not necessarily needs to be tied to a formal education where you go to university, you graduate, you get your diploma, you're certified or something like this. For me personally, education is a little bit uh, more of a wide term, which applies to just a mindset of constantly being in the learning loop so basically for me education is not just a diploma in my hand but also but also, you know, the mindset of constantly learning and constantly trying to stay uh, in sync, updated, and stuff like that. So, I do think that if we are defining education not just like a formal institution, but as a studying man- mindset, then it is definitely necessary. And obviously, in my opinion, it's impossible to be a designer and grow as a designer if you don't educate yourself in whatever manner. Um, as I said, either it is a formal or informal education. I do think that nowadays, um, diploma is not super important and it doesn't define your professional skill set. It doesn't define you as the uh, valuable asset in any team. Uh, Moreover, as we discussed a little bit in one of the first episodes, um, uh, I am a diploma holder, but I do feel like I've never really um, benefited from having the diploma and invest in so much time. I do feel like I've learned much, much more in, in the free time when I was doing my self-education. So um, in a way, I can still say that as the diploma owner, it helped me. Obviously, as I told you the story in one of the first episodes, it uh, defined my way because I was not planning to be a York designer. So it helped me. But um, as it comes to really professional skills and you know being a better professional in general, It didn't really help me. And I feel like the informal education was much more valuable, um, at least in my experience. So, yeah, basically, I do feel like formal education is not important. You can definitely be a great specialist or uh, even generalist um, if you don't do design education. Uh, I think like in few countries, in few demographics, uh, diploma might be just still important part uh, of the bureaucratic system. So sometimes, unfortunately, a few countries I've heard um, would require diploma from you, but IT or in general tech industry is, is constantly looking for new people and smart people. And if in your country or in your company, you're only limited to the people who have a diploma. And as you know, UX industry is quite a new industry. So if you're only looking for people who hold a diploma, you're limiting your search and maybe you're missing out on a great talent. So I don't think that a good company or great company, you know, would require a diploma from you. Uh, It's a nice thing to have, but definitely not needed. And also, in fact, the best designers I know, they are self-learning designers. So I just want to encourage people to not be afraid to skip the, educa- the formal education part, unless they want to work in a um, more official institutions, which might still require a diploma in some cases. What are your intake um, on the formal versus informal education?
0: I loved all your points, because I totally agree with them. <laughs> I think uh, it's another case of how many things we do have in common. Um, on the formal education, I would like to add two things. Uh, one is that one of its most often made critiques is that uh, it's a bit disconnected from the real market. So I think that going for university studies of design, because usually centralized programs in universities need longer to be adjusted. And they're not as we talked about it in a previous episode. I, I If I remember correctly, if my baby brains allow this. Um, it's harder to change a curricula in order to make it uh, very uh, adapted to the market conditions. So oftentimes formal education could prepare you for something that It's not actually going to happen, or it's not going to be the way you were expecting it to be. This is one point. And another point that I want to make is that indeed, I don't think diplomas are that important. However, just like you said, there are some parts of the industry, some demographics, maybe some companies that require that you have a design background. Maybe, I don't know, I know that I wanted to apply for a job at Google at one point, and they said that they won't accept candidates that don't have a formal design background but wow. i assumed at that point i assumed that it was because they have to filter through hundreds thousands mm-hmm. maybe millions of applications not mm-hmm. millions it's too much but a, a lot of applications and this is sort of a filter. Uh, cri- filter yeah that they're trying to apply in order to i don't mm-hmm. know maybe uh, increase their chances of getting a well-prepared candidate. But experience is more important than diplomas. Experience is more important than education. And now we're back to education, which I think that uh, asks for a definition from my side as well. <laughs> I think that design education means uh, not only having a design background, so not necessarily having a design background, but being a person who is uh, in a continuous educational uh Uh, Journey, And this might mean uh, having at least some online courses that you went through in order to understand what design is and how, at least in the beginning of your your career, but also then pursuing different uh, educational learning efforts in order to evolve and improve your skills as a designer. So, yeah, I think the, the bottom line of what we just said is that on one side, you have the formal education, which is not mandatory. And on the other side, you have the informal, ongoing education, which is mandatory.
1: Totally agree with you. I also feel like, um, yeah, it's really, it's about you trying to keep pursuing and trying to become better. It's it's your responsibility. It's not the responsibility of, of the teachers in your university to tell you what to do. Also, just as you said, to your point, mainly again, we know that a design industry is very dynamic and it's evolving every single day. Sometimes we uh, cannot keep up with that, even though we are working designers, right? So it's so evolving that, you know, if you are going to study in some university, universities are usually much more bureaucratic and it takes a lot of time and effort to approve the program, um, change the curriculum and stuff like this. So I don't know if every university can really adapt to this pace so easily, maybe in the future, but right now, I think like only a few programs, maybe new agile sort of startup like programs can adjust to the dynamics of the UX industry and how quickly it is evolving. So if you want to learn and prepare yourself for an actual, um, experience, practicing experience, working for a company, for a business, I don't think that a design education will be the best way to go. Um, There are many, many more ways how you can learn and prepare yourself for an actual work.
0: I would continue on this topic or maybe on a more personal level by Mm -hmm. asking you what were your uh, educational experiences, the ones that shaped you or you found most valuable? Because I can assume that you're yourself on a continuous educational journey, but what parts of this journey so far have been fundamental for your growth as a designer?
1: particularly in my journey there were a few fundamental important uh, puzzles that shaped me and shaped my confidence in the process if you will so um, to start with i would kind of kind of break down my journey into uh, first phase and the second phase i would say like the the break uh, break even point was me teaching design when i finally built the confidence before that everything i was doing was only you know giving me theory and I was not necessarily feeling myself confident or a good designer to start practicing. So in my first part of the journey, uh, before I be felt start feeling myself confident, I was using mainly all the passive learning uh, methods, for example, you know, reading articles, taking courses, um, building startups. But again, I was not sure if I'm doing the right thing. There was nobody who could tell me or direct me and, and sort of show me my mistakes right so i was really feeling like i'm a little bit blind i'm trying to do something i'm taking courses reading books reading articles on medium um i'm building my startup but there is no clear approval or direction nobody gives me the feedback really um and also i took an internship uh, in one of the really 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 great service design agencies in estonia and that was the first sort of moment when i've, I've seen a real sort of real reality of the design work and i do recommend everybody who wants to um, immerse themselves in the ux industry to actually go in a field and try to find an internship in the company they really um let's say admire i do think it's very important to put yourself or surround yourself with the people who you want to learn from so for me it was an internship and even though it was unpaid internship um And I actually had to apply there with like five rounds of interview, which was already quite a lot to do. But um, even though it was like this sort of complicated experience after it, it was like the first wave of confidence because I did have mentors. I have seen examples of great work. I understood what's my position. So basically you could see and measure yourself, um, let's say in comparison to other people in the same agency. So you could really understand what's your value, what's your role. So it was my first experience when I realized um, if I'm valuable or what's, what's, what is still that I need to learn. But again, uh, that was first part of my sort of learning experience. Um, and it was until I became confident. The confidence in my experience came when I was offered to teach design. And of course, to a person who is not confident in their experience, it sounded like a very, very scary opportunity. Like a very great opportunity, but also very, very scary opportunity. But I decided to go for that risk and try to, you know, see if that works out. Luckily, it was in a great country in Georgia. It was 2016. And um, I was really lucky because my students were super open, super nice and welcoming. And they would never like judge me or something. They would give me a chance to try to teach. And um, again, as I said, like, it was all about learning, reflecting, and, um, and of course, teaching basically on the evening courses, it was like, a three hours lectures, um, every two days. So to, to prepare those lectures, I had to go through a bunch of theory. First of all, I have to um, restore everything I know from my master's degree, from my experiences and in internship and in my startups in uh, my freelance work, which I've already started doing back then and stuff like this. So it was all like different, different puzzles. I was trying to put this into one picture and then prepare lectures um, to actually talk about it. And uh, yes, it was very scary and very, very intense period of my life for months. But after that teaching experience, I felt like, boof, I finally feel confident and like I kind of wake up finally to, to know what's my value, what, what's the process, how do I go about it and stuff like that. And I really love the um, uh, quote, uh, when one teaches to learn, I feel like it's really, really a great example of how can you learn, um, the best way possible. And after teaching, I finally started, um, you know, I built this confidence to finally charge uh, much more and find better clients and do the better freelance work, build my own startup that was much, you know, much more professional, I would say. And from that moment on, it's still, the education still goes on. There are many, many more ways how you can keep doing it. Different educational events, conferences, Uh, courses like NNG courses and stuff like this this still goes on every single year and day and i changed the work recently that is a new industry new cooperative environment that teaches me every day also new skills so it's a it's a never-ending journey but now i really want to hear about your journey and uh, what were the most effective methods for you to start with UX design and actually practice and keep practicing it before
0: i get on with my story i would like i would like to uh point out two things that i loved about your story um so for your first phase of the learning journey that you mentioned i think that what were the takeaways or the key points that i uh, found valuable were the fact that you you were learning through a combination of practical uh UX design, so doing an internship where you are working in an actual design environment, doing actual design projects and so on. So on the one thing, on one side, there was the practical uh, part. And on the other side, there was this component of learning from others. So I think that perhaps you just made a best definition of uh, what proper education looks like. It's a combination of uh, doing practical things, In the presence of others who are senior or are experienced or are guiding you and so on and also uh, in the second phase when you mentioned teaching it still involves uh, other people's presence so it's i think that education Mm. means learning from others or learning with others or even teaching others And having the practical side to all this theory that's being discussed, circulated, and put out there on the learning table so uh i think that my journey i think that everyone's learning journey in a way is comparable to yours in the sense that probably they learn from somebody even if it's not a real person or a mentor or a design team or some designer friends it could be that it's someone that's on youtube or doing an online course so there's always this human component that we're learning through uh, the best, because of course we can learn by reading articles, but it's not the same uh, experience if there is not a person at the core of your uh, learning journey and also uh, doing, applying the theoretical aspect. So for me, it was the same. I learned the most when I was in the presence of senior designers, um, being part of a corporate design team where there were designers from other companies, Adobe, Fitbit, um from the telecom industry and so on. So that we that we were people with various backgrounds and this enabled me to learn various perspectives that of course I wasn't able to uh, discover on my own. Um, but in, in just coming back to the idea of education, I think that uh, the courses or the aspect of the courses that I took that mattered most was the practical side. So even uh, going to workshops at NN Group, let's say the most, uh, the parts that, um, were the stickiest or the juiciest or the ones that really actually that actually um felt like okay now i'm learning something were the ones where we did practical exercises or team exercises and so on so um with these stories being told i think the next point on our agenda would be the practical one (laughs) the practical advice what should somebody that doesn't know ux design do or learn or start doing in order to uh, start their educational journey? What do you think about online courses, offline courses? What's the best way to go about it when you have no idea where to start?
1: Yeah, it's an interesting question. I feel like it's a, again, it could be a very multiple ways answer. It's Honestly, to me, it sounds like a puzzle game. You have all those puzzles in front of you, all the aspects we've just discussed, right? You can go to university, you can go to take bootcamp, online courses, find a mentor, find a role model. You can go to university or um, like you can do your own university, right? You learn from videos and articles, you can teach others, you can take internship, you can watch videos on YouTube and uh, I don't know, maybe even find a peer to exchange knowledge with in different maybe niche industry specializations or go to hackathons or read books look there is just billions of different ways how you can learn uh especially in at the state of 2021 i think like this industry just as i said it's evolving really quickly education also evolving really really quickly and there are multiple ways right now if not dozen uh, amount of ways right now to actually get started with to answer your question i think like we just need to you just need to ask yourself really Which ways are the most effective for me personally to learn, um, given the timeline that I set for myself and given the resources that I have um, to invest in this learning curve? So basically, yes, you need to spend some time learning. I do think like there is no way you can jump into it and with your first project feel professional, confident, and great designer. Um, But it's a question of how much time do you really? In how much time do you want to? make it happen so do you have only free weekends do you have free weeks do you are you really to invest maybe two three months in a boot come and stuff like this so it's a question how much resources you have time wise and also it's a question of what's your budget right because you can take free courses you can take and look into free youtube videos read articles it's going to be a little bit harder for you if you're going a sort of freeway but again i think like many people do doing this the freeway is is um is a little bit more challenging just just because you don't have like this encompassing one umbrella curriculum that takes you by hand and sort of um, directs you in the right direction and skips the things that you don't need to focus on right now. Um, so basically, if you're taking any courses or bootcamp, the, these programs will direct you and um, help you to focus on the right things in the beginning to build a stronger fundamental knowledge. So based on this later, you can build up with different other courses, reading books and stuff like this. Um, but I still think like I know people who went freeway and took I don't know, just uh, found uh, great YouTube videos, read a couple of books and jump into the practice right away and teach themselves, basically. Again, as I said, I think it's going to be a, learn a longer way, but you can still do this. It's one of the ways to go about it. Um, but as I said, like it's coming back to the question of how much time, money you have, and maybe even excitement, how much, um, how much really you're interested in going through this curve because um, it will take a lot of your effort. So I guess my advice would be to look objectively at your resources and look at all those puzzles we just named for you and decide how do I want to go about it? And also, what are the most effective ways for me personally to learn? Is it by watching, by reading, by thinking, by making notes and stuff like this? So I think different people would observe information different ways. For example, I would prefer interaction or watching videos. Some people would prefer reading books and it's totally fine also. Um, It's really a question to you personally. We cannot really tell you the definite answer, but we can guide you and give you some suggestions about your options um what is yeah what's your opinion what would be the advice you would give to somebody who wants to get started right now
0: if i want to get very practical about it Mm -hmm. i think that it all comes down to having three elements just Mm -hmm. like some of them i mentioned earlier but the idea is that it all comes down to this these three uh, elements on one side you need the theoretical uh support so having uh, the theory at hand it could be uh, through a course that you buy an ebook a book um, whatever sort of uh, packaging but you will need the theory in in one shape in one form or another a second thing that you will need is having some practical exercises around it and the third part and probably this is the most important one and having a successful experience or getting there faster just like you said um you can do it by yourself it's slower but if you want to do it in the proper way you will need someone to guide you so it comes down to three points from my perspective theory practical experience and having a mentor or a guide or even a designer friend that can look at your work look at your progress answer your question and also the mentor part if you don't have access to a mentor or if you don't have access to a designer friend, then it can be uh, this collective character that's the community. So you can imagine that um, you can share your work and your questions and your progress and uh, the, the case studies that you're working on with the community and get feedback. from. But it's going to be more decentralized if you want. It's not going to be as structured and as clean as it were if somebody was in investing time in making sure that you're keeping on track of your learning goals, milestones, efforts, and so on. So yeah, it's, yeah. you need you need to find some way to read the theory and then apply it by having someone to guide you.
1: I have another idea about the potential force component. I really love your three components. I do agree with them. I think it's true, like baseline, you need theory, you need practice to start, you know, know having a real feel that what you can really do with all those theoretical knowledge guide will tell you whether you're moving in the right direction or wrong direction and in my personal experience and i think like we can both advocate for this i feel like reflecting is also a very important part of your journey because in my perspective as i shared with you my story for me reflecting was teaching it was about putting my knowledge together in front of me and presenting it for other people right but right now what we are doing with our social media we are in a way also reflecting on everything we know when we make a post it's not about us busting the knowledge it's really about us trying to put together what do we really know can we put it in a cohesive and a clear way and if yes probably we know this topic right so i think like reflection in whatever format uh, works for your best. You can even just do uh, you know, uh, bullet journaling and um, write down every day what you have learned today. In whatever way you can, I think reflection could help you to solidify your knowledge and uh, sort of sort the mess in your head, which you might have if you just hear the theory. Um, So yeah, that would be my fourth component.
0: (laughs) I think it's very important. It's a bit more sophisticated if you want, but uh, it's also essential. And I think that it's something that some people do automatically, you know, not it's their personality that reflects on everything they do. But even if you don't have this soft skill embedded in your personality, you should work on it because that's actually what will enable your evolution the most, your growth so yeah being self-reflective and reflecting on your work and what you've learned is is also an essential component um i'm curious to hear your thoughts on the online education uh journey aspect if you want so can people just learn by doing online courses and never having to work in a real environment and so on can can the online experience replace everything else for somebody who doesn't have resources for offline uh Mm -hmm. doesn't have access to an internship or a real job Mm -hmm.
1: or i do think like again it's up to you if you're proactive and if you're really driven to make it happen you're taking the courses you're making time for finish those courses if maybe you find somebody who have a pre uh, budget version sort of mentorship or even a budget version um, bootcamp again you need to understand that those things in a, like if you want a decent mentorship and decent bootcamp unfortunately those co- things would not come cheap just because people who teach Probably, you know, their hours cost a lot. So it it unfortunately costs money, but you can, again, at least you can find a role model and see what they are doing, sort of reflect and reverse engineer their methods. And if you cannot afford those mentorship programs, um, I actually have one student who did a very interesting thing. So he took my course. Um, he've invested and he took the course uh, without taking a mentorship program because he couldn't afford it. I think he's living in Indonesia, if I'm not mistaken. So he was so driven to still practice it. He knew that I have my mentorship program running, they cost extra, um, but uh, he couldn't afford it. So what he did, he basically, okay, so he took the course and he was trying to practice. He knew that we are running um, our mentorship programs uh, in the mirror and that uh, my students have like a very sort of busy board with here's a secondary search here's a primary search here's this design brief here's the conceptualizing stage so he saw it from stories or somewhere in our community in the slack channel and he was like okay i want to do this and he was so driven that he actually decided to repeat this path on his own way and he sent me once his board just to say like hey can you please quickly look over it um just you know don't spend more than 20 minutes on it i watched the board and it was so well done almost like every single mentoring students who i give feedback and we meet every week you know so i was super surprised because this guy couldn't afford it but he was very driven and he Mimicked the same mentoring program uh, just by being inspired from other projects who take mentoring program. It's just to, to the point that you can be self-driven and try to do this your own way. And even if um, you cannot afford mentoring program and somebody who will meet with who will be meeting with you every week, uh, I, I'm pretty sure that the person, um, for example, for me, it was very easy to look into his board spend 20 minutes and give him a quick feedback um even in the voice message you know in, in instagram in dm because i really wanted to give him his uh this feedback so i do think it's possible um whatever works if you're motivated i'm pretty sure you can do this even with very low investments
0: but an important part i think that it's also continuity so uh myself have i've been doing mentorship of. Uh, I've had a mentor this is Mm -hmm. what I mean by doing mentorship so I've had a mentor and coach um, Stephen Gates who's uh, currently a design evangelist at Envision but he worked at Apple and other uh, companies and he's done a lot of great work for the design community in his career but however this is just thank you Stephen thank you for uh, being my coach um i've been doing it for uh, i think a year now and it made all the difference that i'm having this conversation on a regular basis that it is ongoing it's continuous this person knows me he knows my goals He manages to keep me on track with everything I plan to do. He manages to uh, understand, to show empathy and understand my uh, mechanisms uh, for uh, self-sabotage or stuff like that. And he sees me, he knows me. It's like some sort of design therapy session. So this is, I think, this is the most important point for which I would totally recommend having a Constant mentorship in your life, and having someone that's there and knows you, and makes sure th- that can see you in perspective, and can see your journey from, okay, I am coming towards you with this problem in my hand, and please help me. And then this person makes sure that uh, he's he's mirroring your needs. So I think that people should really consider having stable mentoring, mm-hmm. having ongoing um, an ongoing mentor for their educational efforts, at least for a couple of months. Because otherwise, if you keep having um, random conversations, then the structure yeah. will not be there. And structure is really important when you want to at least break into the UX industry. After that, it's uh, easier to
1: have random yeah. here and there stuff. What you just described sound to me like building the relationship with the person who can who have experience but also cares about you. So maybe as a tip or as the workaround, um, maybe you can find somebody who is on the very like in the um, on the growing trajectory and you feel like this person is about to become a really great designer he's learning he's constantly doing something you're inspired by this person maybe start early on building the relationship with this person because um, this way this person start connecting with you maybe care about you know your story and when this person is confident enough to start charge money or teach others he already cares about you and maybe he will be the one the first one to jump into those uh relationships or where he guides you she or he guides you i also know one guy who was um before you know i started the online course and i was still actively working doing startups and stuff and freelance and stuff and he was constantly talking to me he was always asking my advice i've built the empathy for this person um and I know his journey already very, very well. But then when I started teaching, I asked him to be the first one to look into my course and um, give me a feedback as a student. And then we started mentoring and it's just because I knew him very, very well already. And he was one of those persons who built a relationship with me early on. So for me, it was more of a like friendly conversation that I was having with him, but I was also able to help this person. So as a tip, maybe you can find people who are actively learning and on the way to become a senior designers or leaders. And you want just to sort of ensure you have uh, some sort of connection with those people early on.
0: And I want to continue on the this train of thought. I think that another random piece of advice that I want to give before we move on to our most important six <laughs> ideas of this conversation, I would say that uh, I know from talking to many designers and send me messages, I'm sure that you're in exactly the same conversations very often. I know that it's confusing in the beginning, not only navigating resources, but also choosing the educational opportunities. So some people maybe find free courses. They don't know if, if, if is it free? That Then it means that it's bad. It's not good. Why is it free? Should I go for a free course? Should I go for a, cheaper course do i need to invest all this money what kind of educational uh pursuit am i supposed to go with uh the online courses are growing there are many many opportunities uh, uh, coming up uh, i don't know on a monthly basis new courses new boot camps new uh programs and so on i think that um the way you need to answer this question if you're in the position of uh, deciding what what you're going for is to uh and this symmetrically goes back to your first point in this conversation is to understand what are your educational patterns if you want what are what's the best way by which you learn are you a visual person are you a person who likes to do things at their own things at their own pace without having to be in the classroom as at a particular hour without having someone Fill your days with hours and hours of content. You want to do it by yourself after hours, after you work. Are you working? Are you not working? Do you have... So just map out your uh, learner persona. This is your first UX exercise if you want. (laughs) So describe your learner persona. If you're visual, if you have time, how much time, so on. If you need someone to hold your hand, if you don't and you hate somebody guiding you and telling you what to do and so on. And then after you have you understood what's your learner personality, go out and explore the opportunities and find one that matches your needs. So I think that this is the, uh, for me, this is a very nice conclusion of our conversation. And I would be curious to hear uh, if you
1: want to add anything else and then maybe your top three ideas from this conversation. I guess the last thing I wanted to emphasize here is the importance of the practical aspect in your learning journey. I don't think we've covered it enough. So I just wanted to say that if you are wondering about um, you know, where can you find your first project or what could be the projects you can work with or work on? I do think that uh, you shouldn't be really worried about this question as long as you are starting from the problem, as long as you are starting not from the idea, basically, you know, like I want to build this uh, fantastic app that does X, Y, Z. Uh, as long as you start from the problem in, or the market opportunity, uh, when you really see that something is going on in the market, new trends arise or For example, right now, coronavirus happens, maybe it will affect the traveling industry. So, as you see the opportunity, maybe you want to explore that opportunity. So, as long as um, you want to practice, start from the problem area and start exploring that problem. And um, it could be really any kind of a project, um, if we are talking about your first practical project. Again, it could be you going to the hackathon uh, or service design jam, which is like a design hackathon, basically. You can uh, ask local businesses around, ask your friends who needs a website or whatever. You can find or notice something around yourself that irritates you every day, a constant problem that keeps going going on in your in your life so i think like it's not it shouldn't be a problem for you to find your first project even if you really like let's say you're frustrated you still cannot find a problem there are plenty of websites which i'll probably i don't remember the names but i will probably leave some of the suggestions in our show notes about design brief generators so there are multiple ways how you can start practicing it or find the problem you should work on um, and just do it i do think that you should You should not just take a theory, but you should at least make a project together with any course. So if you're starting with an online course, try to start with the project in mind and complete um, the project with this online course theoretical content. Um, So that would be my last point. And I think it's definitely time for us to start wrapping it up and go into the last section of these episodes and um, talk about our main three takeaways. Um, So do you want me to start first or you want to go first?
0: I'm happy either way. I can go first okay. because the one that goes first always takes the juiciest parts. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) feel (laughs) free. And then the person who goes next has to dig deeper for the less obvious uh, points that were made. So I think that my top obvious points, uh, the essential ones, if you want, Uh, on one hand, a more sophisticated one that I want to mention is your point about uh, being reflective on your learning journey. So I think that at the end of the day, you can learn in a gazillion ways from millions of sources, but what's essential is that you constantly reflect, maybe even keep a learning journal, maybe keep a track of your uh, learning efforts in I don't know what sort of, uh, in Miro even, or in Notion or anywhere you want to document your learning journey. But it's important to be reflective because that's how you will get to the you you you'll extract the most substance from your efforts. This is one point. Another point that I want to make uh, again is the fact that there's this triangle of uh, having theory with practice and with guidance, and that whatever effort you will do at whatever point in your career, even if you're a junior designer or a senior designer or the most senior designer out there, learning will still probably look like this. Theory, practice, and guidance. And uh, the last point that I liked uh, was the fact that, uh, was the one that I just came up with, (laughs) but I'm going to repeat it. It's uh, the learning persona, the learning, your learning person, learner personality type, and uh, finding uh, opportunities or programs, online courses, boot camps, whatever that match your personality traits in the learning uh, area. So these are my top three favorite things.
1: <laughs> well, obviously you, you've covered the most important part now. <laughs> Let me think about not less important points we discussed today. So top mind I have right now um, one of the first things you said in the beginning of this episode. You said that we learn with others or for others so you keep you just need to keep in mind this um, human aspect in your learning journey even let's say if you can ensure you have theory and practice try to look out for uh, people who can guide you either in a passive way so you look for role models or in an active way so you, you find yourself a mentor and maybe we can do another episode uh, somewhere later about finding a mentor. Um, another point I would still like to bring up is um, maybe building the relationship with the people um, that inspire you or you admire um it and it actually comes not only back to the story i shared with you but also like um finding people who you trust in this journey it could be even the internship um, as we discussed it in the beginning so find the company maybe that you ins- you're inspired from or admiring um, or you believe that they are doing what you want to learn and master your skills in. So um, it's about finding somebody who you want to be associated with and learn from. And I guess my last point would be to just constantly being proactive and never stop learning. Just keep pushing yourself further. Um, It's never-ending journey. I Believe that we both uh, with Joanna have around 10 years of experience, but we still learn every single day. Um, even if you, f- let's say, you feel like you're strong in understanding one part, let's say UX research or uh, design validation or uh, design conceptualizing, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, I'm pretty sure there are other things that you can learn and improve your knowledge. For example, you can learn to understand front end development a little bit better, uh, you know, m- give yourself a challenge to maybe build one project um, with code or Webflow, or uh, maybe. Maybe want to improve your motion design skills or maybe writing skills, UX writing skills and stuff like that. So this learning curve is never ending. And I just want to encourage everybody in whatever stage they are at to keep pushing yourself further and um, keep learning. But um, yeah, that would be my top three point as well.
0: And the last point that I want to make is that this subject kind of feels infinite. I yes. don't know if we managed <laughs> to grasp some of its most important aspects. I feel like we could be talking for many hours from now. Maybe yes. we'll have future episodes that are more uh, niched on educational topics, like one on boot camps, another one on uh, practice uh, in education, and so on. Uh, so this. Topic we I feel like we just scratched the surface and there's a lot more to it and we can be talking for a long time, but the last point. That I'm still trying to make. Yeah, is that uh, anyone who has questions or wants to find out more can contact us on our podcast page on s2x Talks on Instagram or on our personal pages, as you probably know. Anfisa has been uh, um, has a course for a long time. I think from last year or two years now. I don't know. If she has uh, one and a half years. <laughs> one and a half years. So I was just about right. And I'm also launching a mentorship program with a curricula that I'm building with a a design team. And so we will both uh, be able not only to give you advice, but also help you uh, reach out to the right person for the right opportunity that will match your personality and your resources. So this is just, um, yeah, this is uh, instead of the YouTube like, share and subscribe. (laughs) this is uh send us messages and we will try to help you because we're here for the greater good
1: (laughs) exactly yes yeah and of course um we will leave um the products well well we will we will leave the links uh to the courses and mentoring programs in the show notes Um, And yeah, see you in the DMs. Also, if you have any questions about uh, other topics you would like us to cover in the next episode, um, DM us. (laughs) So basically, bottom line, see you in the DM. (laughs) (laughs)
0: And with that said, thank you, Amfisa, for another awesome conversation. Thank you, everyone who listened to this episode and see you in the next episode.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much, everyone. See you.
0: Bye.